Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? So you know, if you're from Wilmington, you've probably been to the Shriners Auditorium before. I mean, we've had graduations there, all kinds of events. How much do you really know about the Shriners? Well, I have here with me Peter Simmons, and he is gonna tell us all about the Shriners. Well, not everything, but at least a lot of good stuff. So you are a past potentate for the Shriners. What does that mean? That's correct. Uh, past potentate is a member that's been elected to be the fraternal head of the order for a period of one year. Okay. So in 2012, I was the uh, head guy, so to speak, and uh, was responsible for running the governance of the, uh, the shrine in here in Wilmington. Okay. Would that be similar to an elk having an exalted ruler position? Exactly. Similar it's to that. Right. It's the fraternal head of the order. Okay. Correct. So I have to comment on your awesome shiny hat. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thank you. What is that called and what's the history for that? What I'm wearing is called the Fez, and the Fez goes back to the founding of the Shrine. Back in 1870, a group of gentlemen used to meet at the Knickerbocker Cottage as a group of Masons that just wanted to enjoy each other's company and have some fun. And during their monthly luncheons, they would get together and talk about forming a new organization because the Masons was very formal. It wasn't very social. It was more of a business type, very, very formalized organization. So they looked, were looking to start a social club and two gentlemen by the name of Walter Fleming and um, William Florence decided that they were going to put this together and Mr. Florence would have to be a well-known stage actor at the time and he traveled over to Marseille, France and while he was there he happened to attend a dinner party that was thrown by an Algiers uh, businessman right. and at the party they put on a play and the play was Arabic themed and at the end of the play all of the members that were attending the, the play became members of the secret society. So he, during the entire play, he's writing down all of the notes, what's going on, what's happening, because he was very excited and thought this would be a great idea to form the social club. And he brought his idea back to New York and Mr. Fleming, and he sat down and put together. And what they put together eventually went on to become known as the Shriners. And they adopted the red fez of the Middle Eastern um, culture as the symbol of that new organization. Okay, so you said a lot in all of that. <laughs> One of the things that you said that I didn't realize was that masonry was, is involved with being a member of the shrine. So can you explain a little bit about that, how that is different, and right. how you said that little adjunct that you like yeah, to say? Yeah, so we are, um, all members of the shrine are third degree master masons. Okay. So every shriner is a master mason, but not every master mason has to become a shriner. So we are an, an additional body to masonry and if you choose to become a Shriner, you may do so once you become a Master Mason. Who knew that? I did not know that. That right. is so fascinating. Now, when we think of Shriners, of course, we think of the Fez that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. What else do Shriners do? Well, the Shrine originally, as I said, started out as a social club, and it didn't grow very fast. It took a long time for it to grow, and when they realized that they were ha having problems attracting new members, they decided that rather than just be a social organization, they wanted to adopt the philanthropy. So they went out and looked at different things that they could do to try to attract members and to give back to the community. And they decided in 1920 to form a system of hospitals to ch treat children with orthopedic problems. Right. Um, and that became our charity of choice. And we like to refer to it as the greatest philanthropy and we now operate a system of 22 hospitals. So what we do is we raise money for our hospital systems. We also go out and we have that social aspect. So we do things with our families, we do things in the community, 
to promote our membership and to promote the good works of the Shrine. Okay, and so the three really key pieces to your organization are brotherly love, relief, and truth. Right. What does that mean to you? Well, that means having respect for other members and our brother, brothers that in Freemasonry, but also just our brothers in humankind as well. Be, right. be kind to people. Um, relief in that if we have the power to help somebody that's in need, we try to go ahead and, and do that. And truth is about being truthful to ourselves, to our family, to our community. Okay. Now, you said that this is a fraternal organization, so that means no women. But there are ways women can get involved. Let's talk right. a little bit about that piece. Right. So it is true that we uh, do not allow women to become members of the Masons or members of the Shrine. But both Masonry and Shrine do want our spouses, our girlfriends, our neighbors, whoever it is that we associate with, to become mem to not become members, but to participate in the works that we do. Right. So we do that in a variety of different ways. We have social events where we invite our, our ladies to come and join us. Um, we have an organization here in Wilmington called the Huns, which stands for Helping Our Neighbors, neighbors Our Nobles Serve. And what they do is they raise money on behalf of the Shrine, and they donate that money back to the Shrine so that we can enhance our organization. So that's a way to get for them involved. A lot of it is, is social and just to support their husbands. And we want them to know that what we're doing is something good. We're not going out and we're not just having fun and playing cards, doing what men sometimes like to do, watching the TV, watching sports, but we are actually going out into the community doing good, so we want them to support us. Okay. Now, there are many different committees or parts to the Shriners. Can you talk a little bit about some of the other different things other than hospitals? Um, sure. The, the, the biggest thing is that we do want to be uh, an organization. We do like to promote our philanthropy, and that's the number one thing that we do. But we also have a variety of different uh, interests here in Wilmington in the units that we provide. So we have um, what we call 22 different uniform units. And some of the things that they like to do, it could be something that if you want to be a clown and you want to go visit patients in our hospital or you just want to go out and meet school kids, whatever, and you can become a, you can become a shrine clown. Of course, we per they participate in our circus. We have a motorcycle group that goes out and, per and rides their motorcycles in parades. We have groups that... Uh, that have miniature replica big rig big rigs and they participate in parades so th we have brass bands we have a swing band there's a lots of different things and any member that be becomes a shriner we encourage them to find if there's an interest that they have and they want to see that become part of the shrine they're welcome to bring that to us and we'll try to form an organization around their idea and and find other people that have that same interest excellent how often are your meetings once someone becomes involved? How does that work? Um, the Shrine meets three times a year in January, in June, and then sometime in the fall, which is either October or November, depending on the use of our building. So and that must be quite impressive to see you all together in your regalia. Yes. That's got to be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's, very, uh, it's very impressive to see us all together in the room at the same time right. with all the different uniforms, et cetera. And then if you become a member of the uniform unit, you meet maybe weekly, monthly, quarterly. It depends on the particular unit and how they structure that particular organization within the Shrine okay. here in Wilmington. How long have you personally been involved with the Shrine and how did you get involved? I've been involved in the Shrine since 2002. Okay. Um, of course, I found out about the Shrine through my Masonic Lodge, which is based in Marlboro. And I had um, a personal friend that was in line to become the uh, potentate of the Shrine and he encouraged me to join and I took a look around at some of the things that they had available and I had just gotten my motorcycle license and I realized I had a motorcycle group and I decided I was going to become a Shriner and, 
and join a motorcycle group. Okay, and what have you seen change since you've been in the organization? Well, the biggest thing, of course, is the declining membership. Um, we do have currently about 3,100 members here in Wilmington. That's very good. Right, it is very good, and we're one of the bigger <coughs> shrines around the country. At one point during its heyday, Aleppo had over 15,000 members, but I think the biggest thing is that with the internet and so many different opportunities for families to get involved in other organizations, not right. just fraternal organization, but sports programs, youth hockey, soccer, lacrosse, all of those things, that there's just a distraction and they just don't have enough time. And, and I think generationally, today's generation just doesn't get involved in these organizations. We're starting to see a resurgence in that, particularly around mm -hmm. in the veteran space. You see a lot of veterans because they're looking for that camaraderie and that brotherly love and they join organizations like the Shrines, the Elk, the Moose, et cetera. So. Right, and that comfort level. Right. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about the change of the name. Shriners International you are now because right. it used to be more a uh, small group. Yeah, we right? had a, um, we had a very long, very long and complicated name, and it used to be known yes, as Yes, I have it written down, the Ancient Arabic Order of the Nobles of the Mystic Shrine. Right, so it was a very wow. long, <laughs> very long, complicated name, and that name was adopted because we were strictly in North America. Okay. So we had shrine centers in Canada and in the United States. But in recent years, we started to see other Masonic jurisdictions, such as Germany, the Philippines, uh, we're seeing more European countries that have Masonic organization wanting to become involved in the Shriners. So we started to admit Shrine Centers in those other countries. So we were no longer restricted or confined within the continent of North America. So we realized that we needed to change our name. And now that we are international, it's appropriate that we're now known as Shriners International. Wonderful. So that means you can go visit other Shriners in other communities, right? Right, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Now, I also know that you kind of went from calling it a temple to sort of changing it a little right. bit. Why was that? Um, when you, most people think of temple, they may think of a Jewish a temple. Religious, component. religious, right. right. Religious, it has a religious connotation. And masonry, despite what many people believe, has nothing to do with religion. Except a belief in a higher power. Right, exactly. Right? And that's the only requirement, whether you call him Mohammed, Jesus, whatever name you call your, your supreme being, that's what we, what we ask our members to believe in, whatever the, by whatever name they call him. So we wanted the public to realize that we weren't associated with religion, so we took the word temple out of our our name and now we're known as Shrine Centers. Right. Also it's not an Arabic organization, not that no. that would be an issue, but right. it isn't. It's a Christian organization that is has well, an Arabic flavor, but it's not really... It's not really a Christian organization okay. either. You don't have to be a Christian. Non-denominational. Right. right, it's non-denominational. And it's Arabic themed in that, as I explained earlier, that it was based on an Arabic play. Right. All of the Shrine Centers have Arabic names, or, and they're actually cities within the Middle East, like Aleppo is actually a city in Syria. Right, which has um, gotten a lot of press lately. Yes, yes. and unfortunately it's been uh, under siege for quite some time now and a lot of devastation there, but um, we're not a religion, so we don't want the public to be confused with that. And So thus right. removing the temple. Right, and we are Arabic themed, but we're not related to Islam, Muslims, or, or any, any type of uh, religious background at all. Good to know. If someone watching wants to get involved, how do they do that? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to become a Master Mason. Okay. And you can actually go on to what's called the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts website, and there's a link to a site, I believe it's called, it's MassachusettsFreemasonry.com, mm -hmm. and you can go online and you can fill out a, a request form to get some information about how to become a Mason. Right. Once you become a Master Mason, you just need to 
asked to become a Shriner and okay. you'll come through one of our ceremonies and you'll be a Shriner. Now how long does the process of Master Masonry take? Or well, can it take as long as it takes? I mean, right. You know. Well, norm and in normal situations, a, a master ma to become a master mason takes three months. Okay. Okay. You go to a, a different degree for three consecutive months. We do occasionally have one day classes, so you become a master mason in a single day. Okay. And to become a Shriner, it's a simple um, afternoon ceremony that you go through, and then you become a Shriner. Wonderful. What do you think is the biggest misconception about your organization? What do you hear from people? They say, why do you wear those hats? Well, I think the biggest misconception is that they confuse us with a Christian religious organization, okay. and, we're, and we're really we not. We have dispelled that myth right. immediately right, right here. Anything final, Peter, you'd like to tell our viewers today while we have you here? Any events coming up you want yeah, to we talk have, about? Yeah, we, um, we're very fortunate that we have a great facility right here in Wilmington on 99 Fordham Road. Um, we have a variety of different public events that we do throughout the course of the year. So some of the things that we have coming up, we have a festivals of Festival of Trees. We right. have a train show that's coming into town. We have a holiday craft fair coming up. Um, so if you just want to go on to aleposchriners.com and click on our events page, you can see all the events coming up at the temple. And that's A-L-E-P-P-O. Yes, A-L-E-P-P-O. Correct. Well, thank you so much for shedding light on your organization. I was fascinated to find out all of that. Well, thank you very much for yes, having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for the good works that you're doing in the community, too. Thank you. All right. So this has been Where's Wilmington? I'm Lisa Kapala, and you've been watching and learning about the Shriners. So thank you very much. And the next time somebody asks you, where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you next time.